This is a Village Soundcast Network original production. Hi, I'm Becca Barker. Welcome to Banana Fish, the official podcast of the 2019 Animation Festival of Halifax. This season, we'll be focusing on animation and labor. What kind of work is involved in animation? What motivates independent artists to take on such intense, painstaking work? And so many other questions. Welcome to Banana Fish, the official podcast of the 2019 Animation Festival of Halifax. I'm Siloan Daly, Artistic Director of the festival, and I'm here in the studio with Dylan Edwards. Hello. Hi, Dylan. Thanks for joining me here today. Thanks for having me. Do you want to tell us a little about yourself and your role at the festival? Oh, sure. Um, so the Animation Festival of Halifax, also known as AFX, is in its second year now as AFX. Uh, prior to that, Siloan, you and I uh, ran our little festival. That's right. Animation with love. Yeah. For five years? Six years? Six, six yeah. years, yeah. And that was um, a much sort of more uh, home-crafted kind of uh, quilt <laughs> of a festival. Um, but then last year, we sort of went legit That's right. with uh, AFX. Um, so, it, yeah, it's, I think at its core, it's the same as it was when just you and I did it. Um, there's a need, I think, that we saw in Halifax for an animation festival. The, um, the Atlantic... The Atlantic Film Festival, or are they calling it Finn, or is newly rebranded as Finn? To throw lemon juice on that cut, but yeah, so <laughs> Finn, um, they have not. Uh, I think at the time they didn't have a shorts program for animation, or there. I think you and I were talking about, yeah, that you know people miss that. You know, I find that at at anim at film festivals, the shorts programs for animation are often very well attended, uh, and people are usually very animated afterwards. Um, uh, it gets people excited seeing a bunch of short sure. films with really different styles and you know visual looks and little stories and things. And I think that desire is, is still there in, in AFX now that we just wanted to get a good shorts program essentially and get people out from the community. Um, and we've built up a sort of a full weekend event around that that kind of heart. <laughs> That's right, the heart. Um, yeah, so when looking at festivals like the Ottawa Animation Festival, for example, or Annecy in, in France, there's a, there's a variety of things that are related to, to animation itself. And I think we wanted to do something that was very homegrown, that felt like it was, it was of our community. So rather than looking at Ottawa and copying that per se, mm -hmm. uh, but looking at the at the function those events have in those communities, and uh, seeing what we could do here, I think because there's a lot going on in Halifax. Um, we have you know a good industry going. There's four animation studios making television and feature animation and animation for you know, television. I don't even know what television means anymore, but yeah. That's right, and gaming. and <laughs> Yeah, and then there's video game studios as well. Uh, and then on the fine arts side, there's you know, NASCAD's had an animation yeah. 
program for a while. Um, and I believe, is there animation? Does Shannon do animation at at Dell? She does film studies, but yeah, there's... She does focus on animation, um, I think, on occasion, not every year, but... Yeah, so there's, mm. a, there's a lot going on in... In town, and then a, a sort of a cottage industry, I think, is also has been present in 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 Halifax of just do-it-yourself filmmakers making animation. So I mean, all of that was went into our discussions last year when we were talking about leveling up the, the festival. Mm -hmm. uh, we got some some actual legit sponsorship uh, from the companies around town, and some some other excellent donors have jumped on board. So uh, yeah, to answer your question, what am I doing? I'm just sort of the same thing that we did before, I guess, just on a, on a bigger scale a little bit. Uh, we certainly are meeting a lot more. <laughs> We're meeting a lot more. And you've got a workshop you're doing this yeah. this year. Yeah, so is... I, I, was a, I was an instructor at Da Vinci College for a few years. Um, and so I guess the skill set that I had as an instructor sort of naturally fit into running a workshop at uh, mm -hmm. at the festival. So last year I did a workshop on uh, on pitching, and pitching is a part of what what I do professionally right now at uh, Copernicus. We we do uh, what's called development, and when I talk to people about development, you know, there's development business development in every industry that's out there, um, and essentially it's coming up with new projects. So with regards to animation, we're trying to develop new new series, new animated series, or new features, or new projects that we can work on. And a key part of that is pitching. Uh, and pitching is essentially, the word comes from like throwing a baseball, basically. You're pitching an idea. You're just throwing it out there and seeing if if uh, you get a, a hit, basically, seeing if it connects. Um, and so since I was doing that a lot for my job, it, it was an easy thing to roll that into a workshop. And it went really well. So this year we decided, uh, well, Dylan, what are you, you going to do this year? <laughs> and uh, I had attended a really interesting um, workshop for um, collaborative story crafting, for lack of a better word. It's like um, it was a master class in story development. So what what that entails is let's say you have an idea for for a show, like whatever, let's just use SpongeBob, for example. Um, and you have your basic premise. There's a sponge, he lives underwater, he lives in a pineapple, his next door neighbor lives under a rock and he's a starfish and he's kind of dumb. And the sponge is really happy. And then his other neighbor lives in a tiki mask and he's a squid and he's grouchy. And that's your basic sort of setup for the story. And so what you would do in this workshop is you give that basic premise and those basic characters descriptions to the group and you break off into little groups and it'll depend on the size of the uh, of the group how many people come to the workshop but it works best when you have groups of like four to six and uh, you take that that starting premise and start to work up ideas so it's a bit of like a mini writer's room uh, if, if you're not familiar with what a writer's room is it's uh, when you have a group of people, usually around six or so, or it can, it can be various sizes, and they will uh, they'll work on ideas for for stories for a series. So a lot of popular TV series that you might have watched, they're they're done in this collaborative setting of a writer's room. 
uh, where everyone will kick out ideas. They talk about them, see what's funny, what, uh, or, you know, if it's a drama show, see what's the most dramatic. Um, and the best ideas kind of get made better through the course of, of this collaboration. Hmm. Kind of sounds like our uh, weekly meetings, actually. <laughs> Planning the <laughs> well, festival. Well, yeah, I think it is Somewhat. essentially, yeah. Like, well, I mean, that's collaboration. Like yeah. people working together, um, they can do things that individuals can't. Yeah, um, it's greatly inspiring and yeah. see how it gets absorbed or expands, grows. Well, and it's, it's difficult when you're talking about creativity, um, I think people when they have a creative idea and they share it it's like you're putting a bit of yourself out there mm. and people feel often quite protective of those ideas mm. or vulnerable to even yeah there share is a vulnerability there for sure yeah and so then trying to collaborate in a creative setting can be very kind of emotionally challenging uh to kind of give it your best effort and really you do make yourself vulnerable but at the same time you know, opening up the idea to be shaped by other people mm. that, um, you know, you're giving something that really means something to you. I mean, I think that's part of what we were talking about originally with the, the festival when we first created it, that we wanted to uh, to showcase work that had an, emo an emotional investment in it. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, collaboration in a creative setting is, is very, um, it's challenging that way that you... Uh, you know, as a professional or as a skill set to be able to look at the idea objectively, like, okay, I came up with the idea. That's fine. It gets out there and people start talking about it. You don't necessarily have to maintain control of it. It can become something better from other people adding to it. Um, and that's, you know, it's a process. There's, you know, there's, a uh, there's lots of processes out there. Um, you know, if you're writing a novel, hmm. it's basically a solitary thing. And often animation is, especially, you know, for a short film. It's just, uh, you go off on your own and you're working on your thing and it's your own vision and you're bringing it to life. But uh, in, a, in a work setting, say for like a, a series, uh, it's, it's not at all a solitary thing. You are, uh, you're involving a, a whole team of people and they're all bringing their best work into it to make something, something better and also something in a larger volume. So if you're talking about making 52 half hour episodes of something, it's a, uh, it, it has to be collaborative and that's, you know, that's, that's an industry, right? That's a, it's making a living hmm. in a professional setting, as opposed to a fine arts setting, which is a whole other ball of wax. Getting excited hearing more about your workshop. I, I, one of the things that I really enjoy about the festival is bringing people together. And so hearing you talk about bringing people together who and they might not know each other, they, they've ended up in this class together and they get to work together and, and who knows what might come out of that. Could be a first meeting and maybe it'll be the start of, of a long working uh, collaborative partnership. You never know. Um, yeah, hopefully. So, yeah, so, I'd like to. Yeah, that's exciting. And I'd like to get people that are just curious even you know yeah. not necessarily someone that oh i have this great idea for a series um or a feature <coughs> oh, excuse me um yeah there's no there's no there's no uh it's not that kind of thing necessarily i think people storytelling i think is is one of those 
it's one of those fundamental areas of, of human you know, activity that's been with us since the stone age mm. of telling stories absolutely yeah. so it's like swimming or running or it's another thing that humans do uh, and so being able to collaborate and share stories and shape them together i, I feel like it's um yeah it's 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 something that could lead to other ways of, you know, you can make friends, you could maybe start collaborating on a project together or, you know, who knows where it leads. Maybe it does lead to a job. Yeah, who knows? Yeah. Maybe it's just a fun afternoon. Yeah. 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 No pressure. So yeah, no one's expected to bring anything. So what? You just show up with an open mind and um, we'll have some fun. Great. And surprise each other. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for sharing that. Um, so, Dylan, you're working at Copernicus Studios in Halifax now. What is some of the best advice you can give people looking to get into the in industry, and particularly in Halifax itself? Sure. Um, yeah, it's a great time to get into uh, a career in animation. Uh, the The industry overall is very healthy right now. It's in the middle of a boom, um, largely brought on by... Uh, streaming video on demand services like Netflix and um, things like that. Um, so there's a lot of there's a lot of demand for new new shows and new, new content. And uh, the bottleneck in the industry right now is talent. So there's just not enough animators to make it to keep up with the demand. So if you're in a place like Toronto, you may be aware that you're a hot commodity if you're an animator. The the studios are going to be fighting over you and um, so in Halifax, we don't we don't have that problem because we're not that big. Um, it's not it's been off the beaten path in terms of the global industry. Um, you know, LA there's is sort of a, a big center, and you got Montreal, Toronto, Vancouver, uh, and then there's a few other studios peppered around the country in different spots. And then Halifax is this weird little sort of spot where there's there's four studios, possibly more. It might be something I'm not uh, thinking of right now, but there's also ad agencies as well. And and like mm -hmm. we were saying before, video game shops. Um, so yeah, so at, at Copernicus, yeah, we've got, we usually have multiple productions going at a time. It's, um, it's, a, it's a contract based business. So our studio will get an order for a bunch of a set number of episodes of a show. And then we would, hire our crew for a period of time to make that show and then you get your contract ends and then hopefully the show gets renewed and then you get another contract for the next season or something else comes in and so it's it's um it's contract-based work so it, it's not it's not like you get a job and then you're working at the same thing for 10 years 20 years it's it's always being turned over it's it's very cyclical and that's not for everybody um, but if it is for you, then yeah, I'd look into it. Um, and basically, you know, at Copernicus, we, we really do look for the fundamental skills. So it's, you know, there is software that you could look at. Um, we use Adobe animate and we use, uh, Toon Boom Harmony. So those are our main animation software packages we use. And so any skill you have with either of those is going to help. Um, but further than that, we look at basic drawing skill. We just like to see people that can draw. So 
getting out there and drawing nature, uh, doing life drawing, you know, drawing people, posing. Um, human anatomy is really key to, to animating because essentially you're, you're trying to take, make drawings, make 2D images of people in poses. Sometimes they're not people, obviously, sometimes they're sponges or whatever, but they've got arms and legs and um, those poses, are they need to communicate story essentially. So the more that you, the more drawing you do, just the better you're going to get, the better you are seeing and retaining sort of a sense of how to tell stories through drawing. Um, so in addition to animators, there's also a, a lot of people working at Copernicus that aren't animators per se, that are just, they just draw. Uh, because you've got the characters, which are on top of another layer that goes in behind of backgrounds. And so the background images are, we call them paintings, but they're all done digitally. Um, and they're done in different styles. So it's sort of uh, an illustration kind of technique to make these, but, but every show we work on, every project is going to have its own aesthetic. It's going to have its own look. So it's good to be able to pick up on a certain look. Uh, so if it's a preschool show, it may have a certain way that they're, they're drawing things, certain shapes and, and line qualities. So being able to kind of hone in on those details is really key. Um, and that's true of animation, of the animators as well, that, that when you're working as a commercial artist in animation, you're always trying to get, get your head around a new style because every show is going to have its own, its own style, its own look. And there'll be an art director on, on each show that's mm -hmm. in charge of that and trying to keep the whole, as I was saying before about collaboration, right? So mm -hmm. you need, you need key people that can keep everyone's focus on uh, making the same thing, essentially. It's a whole bunch of people working together, but to to build a, a uniform, uh, a cohesive final product, project. Yeah, so you'll have a director, mm -hmm. and then you'll have your animation directors and an art director and head designer, and they'll, be, and they'll meet a lot and talk about, they'll, they'll look at, at rough drafts of things, and, keep everything focused. So, so being able to take direction is, is really important. Um, not just for animation, I think for any, for any commercial art, really, if you're working as a graphic designer or, or a filmmaker, you're going to put your best effort in. Um, but essentially when you're in commercial art, you're trying to put your skills at someone else's disposal. You're trying to, they don't have those skills. They can't draw or they can't make a film. They can't do the thing that you know how to do. So it really is about getting that discipline of putting your heart out there, putting your mind and, and your skills you know, to make the best possible thing you can do according to how they've described it in the script or whatever. But it's probably not going to be exactly what they, they want it. So it's, there's a certain, uh, you know, a serenity you need to have because right. <laughs> <laughs> you'll get these, these notes and they're like, no, no, it's all wrong. It should be more like this. And you can't take it personally because you're just, yeah, you're, if you're a fine artist, it's a whole different thing. You're trying to express yourself. You're trying to come up with an idea. You're trying to come up with something that's what you want to say. Um, but when you're a commercial artist, it's a total different uh, ball of wax. You know, it's not, you still put your own vision into it. You've been hired because you have some talent, right? But the thing is, you're, what you're trying to say is not what's 
You're trying to help someone else say something, essentially. Thank you. Yeah. When I was teaching, I, that was one of the things I would really try and uh, get through to my students. I would, right, yeah. even if their work was great, I'd try and give them some criticism that would maybe sting a little bit <laughs> just to try and build up a little bit of thicker skin. Because um, it's what, you know, it's what it takes when you're, when you're working on, on, uh, like I say, you're working, someone else has written this script and they don't know how to draw. So you're drawing it for them. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Um, you've been working for a number of years in the industry. Have is anything stood out that as big changes in the people who are coming on board or anything specific? Um, yeah, I guess uh, when I started, we started together. That's true. On, actually, we started the same on week. Poco, yeah. Um, when was that? 2001? 2002, I think. Yeah. How long ago was that? 17 years? Gee. <laughs> <laughs> um, or yesterday. Yeah. Well, and I think in that time, I think when we, when 2002, was, was Facebook even a thing? Like. <laughs> no, that's right. <laughs> yeah. So just that as a sort of a touchstone shows how much has changed, you know, in the past 15 years, let's say, surrounded off. Um, an expression that I'm using a lot more is that, you know, everyone is seeing how the sausage is made <laughs> these days, <laughs> not just with, with, you know, the media they watch, but, you know, you see it in everything. There's so much information out there and little pieces of information that suddenly everyone has an expert opinion about mm. everything out there. That's right. Our original setup was probably a lot more related to live action shooting mm. when we started because that was more the experience uh, of local production crew. And it was also a, a stop motion series. It we was a stop motion on. series, but and I remember when when we when they were setting up Poco, they had to scour the country to find stop motion animators. Um, and again, it was it was the pre internet days, so. It was a lot of old school networking and calling up people you knew and, oh, yeah, I know someone and did a film in college. And you have to track down nine animators somehow across the country. Um, now I'm sure with, you know, the, there's so many, you know, websites and, and chat groups and even just on Facebook, you could just, there's a stop motion animators group, I'm sure. I, I recently went off Facebook, so I don't know anything about it anymore. It was driving That's right. Me crazy. There is no yeah. Facebook anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Not for me. There is no Facebook for me. Um, but yeah, I do find that, that it's it's easier to reach out and get a hold of people. And actually, it's a little bit too easy. I do find that um, I get a lot of emails from people just randomly writing me and going, I've got a great idea for a show and I've got a great idea for a movie. And I'm sure they do, but having an idea is it's not even half of... <laughs> half of making a show uh there's so much that goes into it um not to discourage people from having ideas mm -hmm. but um the thing is to execute it right so but in terms of yeah hiring people there's there's people there's a lot of people finding out oh these are jobs i can have and they you see it on, on there's um you know on, on tumblr and things like that people sharing art that they're making and exchanging information with each other learning techniques and you know, 
there's tutorials on, on YouTube and things like that. And you can, and I would say, even as someone that, that you know has been a teacher of animators, you can get a lot, you can get most of where you need to be to be a professional just from on, just on your own. If you have, if you have a computer set up and a drawing tablet and access to the internet, and if, if you, if you're motivated to work, you can, you can learn pretty much everything that you need in terms of just the, the hard skills. Um, you know, the other half of it is the professional skills and the networking, meeting people and normal professional things like showing up to work on time, showering, you know, things like that. <laughs> that's what you need to teach them. <laughs> well, I think that's, I, that's actually a big part of what people learn when they go to college, you know, like how to be a human how to be an adult, you know, how to do it. Play say well what, with others. Yeah, how you say what you're going to do and then do what you say, you know. Right. And that's, you know, that's not just animation. That's, you know, that's, hey, I'm out of high school. I have, I have to figure some things out that people aren't doing for me. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so, yeah, I think we are seeing a lot of people coming with they, they've thought about their career. They've already talked to other people. They, they have favorite shows they like. They can find out who was the designers and the animators on shows and follow their careers. So there's a lot of that information out there, which I think it does give people a bit of a head start when they, they're looking to get into the industry. If they already know directors they like, they already know mm -hmm. animators and, and, and uh, they know the kinds of things they'd like to do. So... Great. Yeah, I think that helps. And then, yeah, the schools. I think with Halifax, where we are, I think mm -hmm. if, if you're coming out of like one of the top schools, there, there, your Halifax probably isn't the top of your list for <laughs> where you want to work. Um, I find oftentimes when people get here, it, and they do stay, because we've had people come to Halifax from Toronto, and sometimes they they return to Toronto. Uh, but the ones that stay, it's because they really do enjoy the community here. They like just the, the city's big, but it's not too big. It's just big enough to be a city. Um, and it is a lifestyle thing. Like if you're working in, in a big city like Vancouver or something, you're going to have like a multiple hour commute to get to work and back. Um, and that's just not the case here. Like at Copernicus, most of our animators, they live walking distance to work and they don't need to have a car. They can just roll out of bed, <laughs> get dressed, <laughs> go to work, and be at work in 10, 15 minutes, come home for lunch if they want. And so it very much is a lifestyle kind of thing. And then obviously, you know, Halifax is just, you have beaches, you got forests, you know, you got, it's, it's a different kind of a, a lifestyle thing. Um, Do you so, find that, oh, sorry? No, go ahead. Uh, that the the sense is that there's a, a good life work life um, balance happening with the studio culture or yourself. Yeah, yeah. I, we we strive for that at least. Um, you know, we are working for clients, so every now and then it's crunch time. But you know, we do make an effort to make sure crunch time isn't all the time. Um, and yeah, I think yeah, it's a it's a fairly good light work life balance. And in the studio, we have events you know we'll have movie night and music night and games night and we'll organize every now and then we'll meet at a pub or restaurant or something um because a lot of the a lot of the people in our studio they're they're newcomers 
Mm. Um, we have a really welcoming um, immigration policy in Nova Scotia. So uh, there's a lot of, about 30% of our studio, they're, they're newcomers to Canada. Um, so there's a lot of languages heard around. Uh, we've got people from China and Vietnam, Philippines, now that I've started, uh, people are going to get offended if I forget some of them. <laughs> <laughs> Mexico, Chile, uh, you know, Americans, of course, we've got a, bunch, a batch of those. Um, a few Europeans. So yeah, they're from, from all over. So, and, and they'll come and they'll usually, they, a lot of them stay just because they like, they like the life that the, the lifestyle that they find here. Great. And you were one of the, uh, or you had an idea to bring a special guest to the festival this year. Do you want to tell us a little yes, bit about um, Jessica Barutsky? Yes. Uh, so yeah, Jessica is, um, she's a buddy of mine. We've uh, we met last year on a trip uh, that I took to LA. She's based in LA right now. She actually worked at Copernicus prior to me starting there. So a few years before I started, she came on and was was working there as uh, I believe she was a director, art director. She drew stuff. It animated. She was yeah very talented. Um. Yeah. So she's she's a sort of an old friend of the studio, and then so on this one of these trips to LA. Uh, we took her out to dinner, was traveling with uh, a few of the partners of the company that worked with her and I got to meet her and um, yeah, she's really, um, really talented, really, uh, she's kind of on, on the rise, I think, in, in LA. Um, I th she's originally from Ottawa, uh, graduated from college there, moved out here and worked with Copernicus for a few years and then moved to LA. And uh, yeah, her career has been going really well. She's um, redesigned the uh, the Looney Tunes characters when they they relaunched them a few years ago. Uh, she's directed a show called Benicula, uh, which actually she pitched to Warner Brothers. It's based on a, a children's book, and so she pitched this show and, and um, about a, a rabbit vampire that slurps the the juice out of out of tomatoes or carrots <laughs> turns them white <laughs> and uh but yeah she's got a really distinctive cute style of i mean if you look up her work online you'll you'll see what i'm talking about she's this is really appealing almost i don't know candy like way of doing characters um yeah so uh, and i've been in touch with her a few times off and on we, there's a few sort of short uh short gigs that that we've uh, used her on at, at copernicus and uh this year when we're talking about um getting afx going for 2019 uh, i thought i'd reach out to her and see if she's uh interested in coming and doing a doing a talk and she was so it's great to get her up here and she can uh, she's she said she's interested in walking up and down uh, the streets from 20 years ago and seeing how they've changed. And I told her, you know, she better be ready for a shock because uh, the past 20 years has been a lot of uh, construction and stuff around town. That's for sure. Especially like Barrington Street. Like it uh, looks way different now. 
That's right. So we're looking forward to her joining us um, by phone from Los Angeles shortly and uh, and then coming out in person yeah. to be here for the festival. Yeah, and I'll, I'll be sitting with her and uh, having a chat. So she's going to bring some video to show us and uh, we'll, uh, we'll get into kind of the things we're talking about now and and have some room for a Q&A at the end. So if you're at all curious about what it's like to work uh, in LA, work for, uh, she was working for Warner Brothers for a few years. She just recently switched to uh, working on a show for Nickelodeon as well. So um, I'm sure, yeah, if you're just curious or if, you, if you're thinking of getting into that kind of work yourself, then please uh, come and hear what she has to say and, and ask her a few questions. She's very friendly and uh, quite smart so i'm sure you'll you'll find what she has to say very interesting cool um so jessica hello hello (laughs) um (laughs) thanks so much for taking some time to talk with us um we're really yeah yeah, we're really excited that that you're you're accepted our invitation to come visit us in halifax to return to halifax um yeah i'm excited um so I was telling Silwyn, she was asking how you and I met, and uh, we met because we both have worked at Copernicus Studios, but our time mm-hmm. there didn't really overlap. So you were working there before I no. came on. So maybe you could just fill us in a little bit about how you started at Copernicus and, and what your job was and kind of what, what you got up to. Sure. Yeah. So I moved to Halifax, I guess it was around 2003 or 2004. And I actually was Juan Cruz's roommate for like <laughs> maybe uh, six months or nine months. It was pretty short. Um, his roommate moved back to Australia for a bit and I just moved into town. So I was actually hired at Kaleidoscope Animation. And um, living with Juan, I would obviously come to the studio and meet everybody. And then I think one of the first things I did with them was help out with various projects. Um, the first one, I believe, might have been a music video for Nelly Furtado that Brad Caford was directing. Right, yeah, I remember and, that video, yeah. Yeah, so I helped out with a couple music videos. So I did some drawings for that, or maybe it wasn't that one. Maybe it was actually the the Spesh K one that I helped out with. Right. It's it's kind of foggy. It was so long ago. But he, he did this. There was like a rap group from, like a hip-hop group from um, Halifax called Fresh K. And they, they had a budget for a video that Copernicus was creating there. And I did a bunch of drawings for um, not the first one he did, but the second one he did. Mm-hmm. So were those and drawings... That was really- were they like concept art or were they, they animation poses? It was like concept art that they... They used sort of as stills with um, some effects. So it was kind of like a mix between animation and sort of graphics. Cool. If that makes any sense? Yeah. Yeah. So I helped out with that. And then um, just some various other things. Like it's so it's hard to remember. There was just like a lot of little projects going in and out of that studio at that time. Yeah, I was, um, I was I was telling we were talking about the nature of animation work being uh, like it's contract based, so it's a bunch of short contracts. Yeah, yes, it wasn't. I didn't do like a lot of very like like big projects with them because I was working full time at Kaleidoscope at that time, 
working on this flash show. Right. But um, at that time, so I came from Spumco mm-hmm. and then I moved to Halifax. So I sort of introduced um, John Crystalusi to Copernicus. Right. Because I saw what they were doing there and I thought their animation was so great in Flash. And I knew he was looking for someone to help him out with, I believe, an intro to um, Jack Black's movie. What was it called? Uh, oh, yeah, The Pick of Destiny. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so I think that was the first D, thing yeah. they did with him. Tenacious D movie, yeah. yeah, yeah. So they, they ended up hooking up and working together. So that was cool. I was glad like, they made that connection because I knew that they, they could do really cool 2D style. Yeah. At that time, I felt like no one in Flash was actually doing really cool-looking 2D stuff. Yeah. It was all kind of um, tween for a while, and then people yeah. realized, like, oh, we actually can just use this to make really cool-looking 2D animation. Um, and then the biggest work I guess I think I did with Kaleidoscope was um, I moved out of the province back to Ottawa, and then I was flying back like on weekends, and I was boarding and art directing star girls for Nickelodeon, which was like these little musical shorts. Yeah. And I was drawing on paper and then they were animated all in flash. And that was really fun. Yeah. I've seen those. Yeah. Those designs are really cute. Yeah. It was really, it was a cute little project. It was like my first time really like getting into sort of like boarding and yeah. that type of thing. So that was really cool. And so then my first music how long were you in Halifax working between Copernicus and, and Kaleidoscope? Oh, only about a year. And then you went back to Ottawa or let's fill in the timeline yeah, a bit. Then I moved back. Yeah. So I, I was in Halifax for about a year working at both Copernicus and Kaleidoscope. Yeah. Then I moved back to Ottawa. Um, I think if I have my timeline right, I then worked at Amberwood very briefly on Benjamin Bear doing mm-hmm. key animation on paper. Yeah. And then I started working at Fuel Industries, which was an advertising gaming company. Mm-hmm. And there I was doing everything from animating, boarding, designing, um, directing, art directing stuff, yeah. all for games. So a lot of gaming stuff. So how'd you get to LA then? Would. LA happened while I was working. Uh, okay. No. So I made a short film. Um, when I got back from Halifax, mm-hmm. um, with all my skills that I had learned living there, because I basically took the job at Kaleidoscope so I could master flash animation. Cool. So with the skills I got there, I went back to Canada, or sorry, Ottawa, <laughs> I was already <laughs> in Canada, and uh, I made this short film called I Like Pandas, which turned out to get me a lot of um, attention at that time because not many people were making their own independent shorts in flash. So it was kind of cutting edge for that moment. And I, it was seen and picked up by Federator, channel Federator, And it was on this Nick June's animation competition. Ah, cool. And that's where one of the producers at, um, Warner brothers, his name was Tony. He's still there. He's directing like a Scooby-Doo movie right now. Right. And he, um, he really liked the, 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 the short, but he contacted me and said, I just really like your style. I like how it's sort of retro, but it's got this like edginess to it. Would you, would you mind like just taking a stab at redesigning Looney Tunes, just a contract, you know, mm-hmm. like we'll throw a few hundred bucks away to do a couple <laughs> sketches. And I was like, okay, whatever. So I just threw a couple sketches and you were then like, I okay, back whatever about that. You were like, <laughs> Oh my God. 
Well, it was exciting, but I was like, it was just, I was at home and I just thought it was like a one-off, like just a quick little like job. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. I didn't think it was going to be a big thing. Yeah. And then he came back like a few days later and was like, oh my God, we really love these and <laughs> we really want to start sort of creating a series kind of based off of what you're giving us. And I was like, oh shoot, that's really cool. <laughs> so then I was at home working sort of part-time for them and then part-time for fuel industry still. Mm-hmm. And then I realized in that time that as much as I liked working in the game, I, and I love where I worked, all people were super cool, but I, I really wanted to get back to animating in films and like cartoons rather than just games. Like I just, my, my, my true like passion is in actually like cartooning and like telling stories. So then I just got sucked into that and was (laughs) working for them full time remotely from Ottawa. And then they sort of talked to me. I didn't really want to move to LA. They talked me into it (laughs) (laughs) and it was sort of, they talked me into it. And then I was kind of just getting really bored of working from home alone every day. Like it was getting really sort of like, I need a change and I just want to be around other like-minded people doing the same project. We all have like a, a cool community vibe. So I moved to LA to like get a studio experience mm-hmm. and then I've been here for seven years. Wow. So that's kind of a bit of my path. Yeah. So the studio experience, I, I guess, since you've been there seven years, I guess, I guess it worked out. You found what, what you're looking for there. Yeah. I've been able to get to work with like a really cool team of people and really talented people that like really inspire you mm. to like even achieve more. Um, I was able to prove myself at the studio of what I could do being there. Mm. Um, and then I, they, they handed over a property to me that they had that they wanted to develop for a while, which was Benicula. They had mm. the literary rights, but they didn't know what to do with it. And then Sam Register, who's president of, um, Warner Brothers Animation said, you know, you have this cute edgy vibe in your mm-hmm. cartoons. You love drawing funny, cute animals. I have Funicula, which is pretty much this like cute, but it's edgy. It's like a cute, yeah. funny, it's a vampire. I, he just knew I could handle it. He's like, <laughs> I think you would love it. I was like, you're so right. And I went home and I did the whole out there. So I sketched out like a couple pages and they were like, okay, great. Let's keep going with this. And me, Sam, and the executive producer, Jay Bash, and we went around to a bunch of different studios, um, networks, I should say, in town, because Warner Brothers is the production company, so yeah. we needed a network to pick us up. And then we finally got Cartoon Network to uh, get interested. Cartoon Network International bought it for right. three seasons. But we yeah. pitched to Disney, um, I believe Hasbro. Um, there's probably, I think, one other studio we pitched to. I just can't remember right now. We made a, like a little bit of rounds around town. Yeah. And um, yeah, so it was cool. Like I definitely got to moving to LA. I was able to achieve a lot more than I would have just working remotely and doing contracts. Yeah, for because sure. I, w- I don't think I would have ever, I would obviously wouldn't have been able to produce anything, yeah. but I was also able to create so many connections and, and that stuff I find in the industry is priceless because like connections are one of the main things that kind of gets you your next job, you Definitely. know, people meet you and they, yeah. Well, you can so only tell so much from someone's resume, right? You, you, you don't know yeah. if you can work with them until, you know, that's why the, the personal recommendations mean so much, right? Yeah. They mean a lot and you can't really direct people when you're 
not in studio either. Mm. So that was sort of the main thing why I wanted to come out here is to do more of that. And I'm still pitching. Like right now I'm supervising directing on Loud House, which has been amazing, but I'm still like doing the hustle. Like I am always trying to think of a new thing to pitch around. I pitched, I pitched here like a couple weeks ago with a friend. Um, I've been really enjoying actually teaming up with writers rather than just doing it all on my own. I find I get way more inspired and I've, it just it's just way better I find when I have a partner for doing things with animation. Yeah, we, that's another um, thing we were talking about leading yeah, up exactly. to this. We were talking about collaboration and that and how uh, animation yeah. it really you can not just animation with everything, but when you, you get multiple brains together and multiple humans working on something, you can make something that's that's way better. Something that you couldn't do by yourself. Yeah, because you know sometimes your own brain when you're looking at your idea too long, you don't see all the possibilities that are there. Yeah. So when someone's fresh thoughts come into the mix, they re-inspire you and then you go off on another tangent and then your idea could turn to something even bigger than yeah. you even imagined. Yeah. So that's kind of the beauty of having a partner or a couple people working with you on something. Yeah. And I guess and nothing would get, we wouldn't get anything done if we didn't have like, you know, teams. It's true. You well, have to have a lot of, yeah, sometimes it's easy to impress yourself, but you know, you have a partner you respect. And you're like, well, I got to make this idea a little bit better before I'll show it because I don't want them to think it's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Um, cool. Well, that's awesome. Um, I think that's that's enough time uh, for us to take a okay. break now. I know you're 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 probably on your lunch break at work or something. <laughs> at, yeah, at just taking a quick lunch break. Yeah, sure. Well, yeah, I've been away. I was away for a week, so I'm like just got back in the studio today, and I'm just catching up with all the episodes that I've been working on. And yeah, but I had a few minutes to chat, so that's good. Well, Glad thank, I got to talk to you guys. Yeah, thanks so much, and um, we're looking yeah. forward to seeing you uh, in May when you come up for a visit. And uh, yeah, we'll get fun. we'll get more into these topics and and others, and uh, we'll take questions from people and. I think it'll be a good a good chat. Sounds good. All right. Well, thanks, Jessica. Yep. No problem. I'll see you guys soon. All right. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us in the studio this afternoon, Dylan. Thank you, Silwyn. It's been a pleasure. It has been a pleasure. Always nice working with you. Thanks for listening to the AFX Banana Fish official podcast of the 2019 Animation Festival of Halifax. Don't forget to check out the festival coming up this May 9th through the 11th in Halifax, Nova Scotia, taking place in a few different locations, but mostly in the Museum of Natural History at 1747 Summer Street in the Commons. Check out the festival this May 9th through 11th and on the website for more details at www.anniefx.ca. That's A-N-I-F-X This was a Village Soundcast Network original production.